0: THK News.
1: It's one o'clock, I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines, President Xi throws his weight behind the Carrie Lam administration. The Undersecretary for Security says police are not bound by the mask law and the United States formally notifies the UN that it's pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. President Xi Jinping has given his backing to embattled Chief Executive Carrie Lam as anti-government protests here enter their fifth month. The Xinhua News Agency says the two met in Shanghai yesterday. Mr Xi said the central government had a high degree of trust in Mrs Lam and fully acknowledged the work of her administration. He said there should be dialogue with all sectors of society and livelihoods should be improved. The acting chief executive, Matthew Chung, says President Xi's comments are a vote of confidence for the government. The very fact that he's so busy that he found time to really uh, meet chief executive really is is a vote of
0: confidence in ourselves and also what he said reported in papers in the media also very positive you know he has uh, a high degree of confidence in the chief executive and also uh, certainly recognized the work positive work of the present government
1: and also particularly the political team so all these are pretty reassuring to us Mr Chung also stressed the importance the government places on press freedom here. He was responding to a question related to the arrest of two journalists on assignment during clashes last weekend freedom of the press is one of Hong Kong's core values, and we will certainly
0: cherish it, and preserve it, and safeguard it, jealously. Um, that's why if there is any so-called complaint against the police in terms of handling the media, I think the proper channel is to lodge a formal complaint to the police. The police, I'm sure, will follow through. The police have already got a media liaison team on the sport, whenever there was
1: a, a, an incident on the sport there. So I'm sure that there is a, a means and ways of communication. What we do is really to enhance the report. Democratic Party Chairman Wu Chi Wai says he believes President Xi's backing of the chief executive will only cre- create more chaos. Since Carrie Lam get the high degree of support, we can
0: imagine that the use of police force the allowance of police brutalities will keep escalating in the future. And as a result, even though they can find a way to stop the violence, the essence of Hong Kong is going to be changed because the essence of Hong Kong is no longer having a civilian government. We are going to be holding a police state situation.
1: The Under-Secretary for Security, Sunny Oh, has told legislators that police officers are allowed to cover their faces when enforcing the law to protect themselves and are not bound by the anti-mask law. Mr Oh was speaking at the third meeting of a LegCo subcommittee vetting the controversial prohibition on face-covering regulation that's now been in effect for a month. Education sector lawmaker Ipkin Yoon said this would lead to police using excessive force because they can't be held accountable. Speaking through an interpreter, Mr Oh said police would only use appropriate force.
2: The discharge of duty by police officers would be included um, as part of the reasonable power, so they are not um, subject to section three. as for the enforcement work of the police, I clarify that police officers would enforce the law in a, would enf- enforce the laws in dealing with unlawful acts, in particular, they are dealing with unlawful acts that jeopardize public order and public safety. I believe the use of Force is proportionate
1: people power lawmaker ray chan asked if people who take part in the upcoming gay parade can cover their faces because they're afraid of being identified but mr o said as long as people are at a public procession the anti-mask law will apply officials say since the law was enacted 307 people have been arrested for violating the regulation and 21 people have been charged the Kerry Lam administration is said to be looking into to have looked into the feasibility of granting amnesty to those involved in the protests but only after they've gone through the judicial process. It's understood that the proposal is to take decisions after vetting cases individually rather than a blanket amnesty. The idea is based on the powers granted to the chief executive under article 48 of the basic law which says the CE can pardon persons convicted of criminal offences or commute their penalties. Overseas now, in the office of French President Emmanuel Macron has expressed regret over the United States' formal notification to the UN that it's pulling out of the Paris Climate Agreement. The accord was signed by Barack Obama four years ago. Here's the BBC's Nada Torfik.
2: President Trump announced long ago that he intended to withdraw from the climate accord, but today was the first day that he could formally do it. This is an initial step in a year-long process which ends one day after the 2020 U.S. presidential election. Announcing the withdrawal, Secretary of State Pompeo said that the climate accord imposed an unfair economic burden on the U.S. National pledges are voluntary under the deal. Environmental groups hope the U.S., which is the second largest emitter of greenhouse gases, will eventually rejoin the pact under a future administration.
1: The impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump has published the testimony of the former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine. Marie Yovanovitch told a closed-door hearing of Congress that she felt threatened by Mr. Trump's comments that she was bad news in his conversation with UK's new, Ukraine's new president, Vladimir Zelensky. Mr. Trump gave this response to the published transcripts.
0: The president of Ukraine was not a fan of hers either. I mean, he did not exactly say glowing things. I'm sure she's a very fine woman. I just don't know much about her.
1: A major investigation in Canada has found high levels of lead in drinking water. Hundreds of journalists and university researchers spent a year studying 12,000 samples taken from 2014 to 2018 from cities across the country. They found a third of those samples exceeded the national safety guidelines. The biggest source of lead in Canada's drinking water is antiquated pipes. Robert Quig, I'm sorry, Robert Cribb is a journalist for the Toronto Star. He started the investigation. I'd done a lot of health reporting and I was reading about lead
0: and health impacts of lead. It was an issue with plumbing and I lived in an old house in an old
1: part of the City of Toronto and I had a young daughter at the time. And of course lead impacts are greatest for children.
0: So I knew that I lived in an area that traditionally had lead so I got it tested and uh, indeed it was well in excess of the federal standard.
1: Campaigners want Canada to replace water safety guidelines with stricter enforceable standards. British MPs have elected a new Speaker of the House of Commons to replace the high-profile former holder of the post, John Burko. Sir Lindsay Hoyle has served as Deputy Speaker for nearly ten years. He's regarded as a safe pair of hands. Making his acceptance speech, Sir Lindsay appealed to MPs to maintain the integrity of the British Parliament. I hope this House will be once a great, respected House, not just in here, but across the world. Yeah. But once again... It's the envy, and we've got to make sure that tarnish is polished away, that the respect and tolerance that we expect from everyone who works in here will be shown, and we'll keep that in order. The Netherlands has, for the first time, admitted that a Dutch fighter jet was involved in an airstrike in northern Iraq four years ago, which killed about 70 people, including civilians. The group Air Wars, which monitors civilian casualties, accused the Netherlands of a cover-up. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Beale. Reports of civilian casualties soon emerged after the airstrike on the Iraqi town of Hawija in June 2015. The building was an IS bomb-making factory. It's believed to have been rigged with explosives causing extensive damage. Soon after the attack, the US military acknowledged the likelihood of civilian deaths and ordered an investigation. But at first, the Dutch MOD insisted that none of their airstrikes had caused civilian harm. Following accusations of a cover-up, the defence minister has now admitted that a Dutch jet was involved in the strike and that around 70 civilians and IS fighters were killed in the attack. Internet access in the Iraqi capital Baghdad is reported to have been cut off following a day of renewed anti-government unrest in which at least five Iraqis were killed. The BBC's Yusuf Taha reports.
2: It's understood that demonstrators and police were fighting in Al Watba Square when other members of the security forces opened fire. One of the dead is believed to be a police officer. Many of the wounded have suffered tear gas inhalation or have been hit with rubber bullets. It's the first time that protests have taken place in Al Watba Square since the second wave of demonstrations started a week ago. The protests have been fueled by anger at corruption, unemployment, and very poor public services in the oil rich country.
1: A space probe launched 42 years ago has beamed back data that sheds new light on the structure of our solar system. NASA's Voyager 2 is more than 16 billion kilometres from Earth and is only the second man-made object to leave the magnetic bubble surrounding our sun. The spacecraft's twin, Voyager 1, made the cosmic jump six years earlier. Here's the BBC's Paul Rincon. By comparing data sent back by Voyager 1 with data from its identical companion, Voyager 2, scientists have been able to build a detailed picture of our cosmic neighbourhood. When Voyager 2 passed through the magnetic bubble surrounding the Sun and planets, it measured a change in the density of plasma, the charged particles and gas that permeate space. This is a clear sign that the probe was leaving the Sun's influence and crossing into a new region called interstellar space. Ministers in the East Indian state of Bihar have announced new measures aimed at alleviating some of the worst pollution in the country. From today, government vehicles more than 15 years old will be banned across the state. The chief minister also said farmers found burning stubble, a major contributor to toxic smog engulfing northern India, would not get agricultural subsidies. A key measure of business confidence in Hong Kong has fallen to its lowest level in more than a decade as the city reels from the impact of the trade war and democracy protests. The Purchasing Managers Index, which measures the health of the private sector, dropped to 39.3 in October, its worst reading since the depths of the global financial crisis in 2008. IHS market says business activity is now falling at its fastest rate on record. The latest reading is also well below the 50 level that separates growth from contraction and is sharply down from the 41.5 seen in September. President Xi has pledged to further open up China's economy, declaring the world must knock down walls as he opened a trade fair in Shanghai. Mr Xi said the world community must continue to knock down walls instead of building them, resolutely oppose protectionism and unilateralism and reduce trade barriers. Mr Xi did not mention the current trade war with the United States. Critics say Beijing is guilty of protectionism and has failed to deliver on reform promises. Currencies. The US dollar is trading at 108.79 yen. The euro is 1 US dollar 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 9 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,684, 141 points up on the previous close. Turnover is 48 billion dollars. And in Melbourne, the Australian gelding vow and declare has just won the coveted $8 million Australian dollar Melbourne Cup at Flemington. Reality Master of Reality was second ahead of Prince of Arran. And now with the sports, here's Adam Cheung.
2: The former Bayern Munich star Bastian Schweinsteiger has backed Jose Mourinho to take up the club's vacant managerial position. The German World Cup winner also said Mourinho has been preparing himself by studying German. Bayern parted ways with coach Nico Kovac on Sunday, following a 5-1 loss to Eintracht Frankfurt, their heaviest defeat in the Bundesliga in more than a decade. Mourinho, who previously managed Real Madrid, Chelsea and Manchester United, is said to be in the running for the Bayern job. But the German football expert Rafa Honigstein says there are candidates more suitable than Mourinho.
0: Everything I've heard from coming out of Bayern is that he is not at the moment seen as a uh, realistic contender. I think there is a fear of um, a little bit too much baggage, uh, perhaps too much of an ego to function in what is already a very complex and very ego-driven uh, club structure. So I, I think that there is, there is just a sense that he'd be too much of a risk. More realistic contenders at this stage seem to be Ralf Rangnick who's done a fantastic work at uh, RB uh, Leipzig and in a variety of positions. And uh, Eric Ten Hag, who comes with um, Bayern background he, he was there as a youth coach when Guardiola was around. He's done fantastic work at the Ajax.
2: The Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp has come to the defence of his forward Sadio Mane after he was accused of diving by the Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola. Mane was booked for simulation in Liverpool's 2-1 win at Aston Villa on Saturday, and this is what Klopp had to say about the matter.
1: I don't know how he could have known about any incident in the game so quick after the game, what happened there, um, but I can say Sadio is not a diver. So, I'm 100% sure if something would happen like this for Man City, they would want to have a penalty because somebody kicked the player in the box and that's a penalty.
2: Liverpool are in Champions League action tonight when they take on Belgian side Genk in the fourth round of group fixtures. Chelsea could have their key midfielder Enkolo Kante back in the lineup for tonight's Champions League game at home to Ajax. Kante has been out for a month due to injury. Ross Barkley and Andreas Christensen also took part in Chelsea's latest training session. Their boss Frank Lampard has been explaining his selection for the game.
1: In terms of Angola, of course he's huge for us. He's one of the best midfield players in the world, has been for a few seasons. So I won't complain about the nice problem that I have with him fit. I want competition. We're playing every three or four days in a minute. So I'm going
2: to need all of them and in different positions as well. Also tonight, the Group F leaders Barcelona host Slavia Prague, who have yet to win a game. Second place Inter visit Borussia Dortmund. And that's your look at sports. And to
1: end the news, the top stories once again. President Xi throws his weight behind the Carrie lamb administration. The Undersecretary for Security says police are not bound by the mask law. And the United States formally notifies the UN that it's pulling out of the Paris climate accord. The news from RTHK. First bus in the morning,
0: the familiar feeling of your longtime office, a school bell rings in the start of a new lesson, crowded restaurants buzzing with conversation, shops rolling up the shutters to let the sun shine in. Every day is a new day. Every day can be a new beginning. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. Yeah, yeah. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Tuesday's 123 Show. I'm Karen Coe. I'll be here with you through till 3 o'clock this afternoon on this gorgeous,